0: Good morning, welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, July 23rd. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. President Trump is deploying more federal agents, this time to Chicago and Albuquerque. Plus, businesses are fighting for COVID insurance payouts. First though, the quickly crumbling diplomacy between the U.S. and China is today's one big thing. It seems like something out of a movie. The U.S. gives the Chinese consulate in Houston 72 hours to shut down. And soon after, the smell of burning documents fills the air. That was yesterday. Now today, the story of a Chinese researcher wanted by the FBI who has fled to the San Francisco consulate. Bethany Allen Ibrahimian has the scoop. Bethany, can you tell us first, who is this Chinese researcher?
1: Sure. Her name is Tang Jun, and she came to the U.S. last year on a J-1 visa to take a position as a researcher at UC Davis. But on her J-1 visa application, she said that she did not have any affiliation with the Chinese military. However, investigators have found she has, in fact, active military status in China and that she is affiliated with a Chinese university that is affiliated with the PLA. What is the PLA? The PLA stands for the People's Liberation Army. And what's interesting about it is that it's actually under the direct control of the Chinese Communist Party. So it's not a national army. It's a party army.
0: And is the FBI's sole concern with this individual that she was not honest on her visa application about working for the PLA?
1: So, in the court documents, the prosecutors say that her case is part of a series of cases where there are a number of military-affiliated researchers who have come from PLA-affiliated universities to the U.S., all having lied on their visa applications about their affiliation with the military. And one of them in particular, they found that they were actually stealing research from their university in the U.S. at the direction of the Chinese government.
0: That's also why the U.S. gave China 72 hours to close its consulate in Houston on Tuesday, right?
1: That's what the U.S. government is saying. The Houston consulate has been a hub of espionage activities for years. That influence operations have been run out of that consulate.
0: What does this mean for the already tense relationship between the U.S. and China?
1: Closing a consulate like they just have this week in Houston is a, an enormous step. That's not that far from breaking off diplomatic relations. Now, I'm not saying that the U.S. and China are going to have an actual diplomatic break, but that's a very, very serious step to take.
0: I just keep thinking of Julian Assange. I can't think of any other case of someone using the diplomatic cover of a embassy to harbor someone.
1: No, it's very rare. And to my knowledge, this is the first time that a Chinese consulate in the U.S. has used or abused the diplomatic immunity of one of its consulates to harbor someone who has been charged with a federal crime. So we have two sides here who are both taking pretty dramatic measures.
0: Bethany Allen Ibrahimian is the China reporter at Axios. Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with President Trump's new plan to deploy federal agents to Chicago and Albuquerque. Welcome back to Axios Today. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. Since the earliest days of his presidency, Donald Trump has threatened to send federal troops into Chicago. Yesterday, he finally said it's happening.
1: Shootings, killings, murders, and... Heinous crimes of violence. This bloodshed must end. This bloodshed will end. Today, I'm announcing a surge of federal law enforcement into American communities plagued by violent crime.
0: Axios co-founder Mike Allen is with me now. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Nyla. Mike, let's just talk about what's been happening in Portland preceding this announcement by the president yesterday.
2: Nyla, there, most of the chaos erupted after the feds moved in with their camo and their unmarked vans a friend of mine dwight holton is the former u.s attorney for oregon he says the demonstrations downtown were petering out but now you've poured gasoline on a campfire now there are thousands of people down there president trump is saying that this big help will go into other cities and he's suggesting he do it without their local permission or cooperations. So Nyla, you have the head-spinning possibility of a federal judge restraining federal law enforcement.
0: And Mike, I think it's hard to not think about this against the backdrop of this being a few months before the presidential election.
2: Trump advisors tell me that the defund the police movement is a gift to them. So you see these Trump ads that portray nine one one operators not answering, leave a message. So the ads the deployments to the cities. It's all part of the president's law and order message. He's trying to show his supporters that he's cracking heads.
0: Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Mike, thanks for your reporting on this.
2: Now I have the best day.
0: Hundreds of companies, including restaurant stores and even sports teams like the Houston Rockets, are suing their insurance companies for not covering interruptions to their business because of COVID. Some are calling it the biggest insured loss event in history.
3: These companies, all they have between bankruptcy and staying in business sometimes is their insurance policy. Jennifer Kingston is
0: Axios' managing editor for Business.
3: The lawsuits are around business interruption insurance, and they're interpreted as something that there's direct physical loss to your premises. But now, under the pandemic, businesses that have been loyally paying their premiums say, we had to close our shop, we need our business interruption to pay, and the insurance companies are saying, no, this is not covered.
0: Do you have to have special pandemic clauses for business interruption to count?
3: Most companies don't buy pandemic insurance. It's expensive and it's considered a very remote possibility. Now, the companies that are suing are ones that do not have specific exclusions in their insurance contracts for communicable diseases or viruses or pandemics. The argument that's being used that the virus spores themselves on the property constitute damage, the insurance companies are saying, no, it's not covered because you don't have any tangible physical damage. You're doing takeout food. The premises can be washed. You're okay. It's a thorny situation. It's not one that's likely to resolve itself soon. What we're expecting to see are higher insurance premiums and in policies going forward, more exclusions for things like viruses, communicable diseases, and so forth.
0: Jennifer Kingston is the managing editor for Business for Axios. Before we leave today, here's one piece of good news for baseball fans. And
2: tonight there will be a Major League Baseball game played.
0: It's opening day. Major League games are back starting tonight with the World Series champs, Washington Nationals, facing off against the New York Yankees.
1: It's very quiet, City Fields.
0: But it will look and sound different, with no fans in the stadium and just 60 games instead of the usual 162. Despite these changes, it's one thing to look forward to during this pandemic summer.
3: 60 games, anything
2: can happen that's pulled the trigger.
0: That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nylabudu. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.